1: Good Monday morning. Welcome to Swalk on the Street. I'm Carl Cantania with
2: Jim Kramer David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Stocks kicking off the week mostly in the red with plenty to monitor. A Fed decision this week. The auto strike enters day four. IPO's on deck. Oil near 92. Another fresh year-to-date high. Our roadmap begins, though, with the big week ahead for investors. The Fed's next decision front and center. We're going to talk to Treasury Secretary
1: Yellen later this morning. And auto strikes day four with both sides digging in the UAW rejecting the latest wage hike proposals, while both Ford and GM announced temporary layoffs, layoffs due to the ongoing walkout. Plus, Apple reportedly seeing strong iPhone 15 demand in China. And Tim Cook says the Vision Pro remains on track.
2: Let's begin with the markets as we do kick off a, a new week. Jim, we didn't get to check in with you on Friday. Uh, any degradation, do you think? In this idea of a soft landing, even the Journal today sort of takes a look at how it gets a little tougher from here.
3: Well, I do think that this auto strike is potential to be very disruptive. Uh, I think that oil clearly, to me, is headed to 100 before it goes lower. That's negative. Uh, the higher interest rates are starting to bite. There's a really interesting call by for Lenore where Stuart Miller is the executive chairman last week. He was talking about the idea that the buyer is getting used to the idea that they have to pay more. That's the embedded inflation that j most fears. So I don't think it's such a great week so far. Setting up is a bad week. It is. Yeah. So It
1: is. It hasn't even begun yet. Well, Are you uh, getting a little ahead of yourself?
3: Well, uh, I think I was asked to project as opposed to reflect. <laughs> I, I don't think I was asked to talk about I mean, yeah, I did. I was. But well, what do we Friday. need to be here
1: for if you've already told us what's going to happen? All week. Well, nobody says you have to be here. You can leave. I don't care. Would you really not care? No, I, I would actually moan the difference. Oh, that. okay. Let's see. That's a nice way to start
3: the week. Yeah, I would. I would. Right moan there. The difference. A little love. Look, I just think that there's. I'm talking about a gauntlet that the Fed has to run, and the Fed may feel that it's terrific. And then I read through the some of the things that the UAW wants, and I think, well, okay, that's a big part. You know, a lot of employees. Yes. And if you looked at what they're asking for, and you're J-PAL, you would say, okay, game over, I, I failed. Because the the hikes that he's talking that Sean Fain wants are radical.
1: Are they radical? Forty percent over uh, whatever. They're radical there, that versus is radical.
3: You visited a plant, a Tesla plant. I okay, did. so awesome, so Texas, Tesla right. in 2027 workers will be, uh, be paid uh, the labor cost per vehicle. That's really important. Yes. It's One thousand six hundred twenty-five. Uh, UAW proposal for right now is 3219 So how do you be competitive if you're twice expensive per vehicle?
1: Uh, it's, labor not, costs. it's not easy. It's oh. not easy. It's not easy, Carl. There's a sage-like answer. Yeah. But it wasn't easy going in. I mean, we, what we've talked about the fact that Tesla has a higher margin, something that Musk has been willing to sacrifice in terms of market share if he has to by right. cutting price because he has that ability to do it. Um, and this won't make it any easier for them to compete No, no doubt no. Um, at what point does he have to start paying his workers more money or is that not something that he has to worry about
3: no i don't think he has to worry about that i do think that uh, it takes about three years to build a factory in mexico there are some pueblo factories beautiful area lots of great workforce and it um, might take only two years uh, i think that at a certain point the uaw is, is going to face a lockout no one's talking about that but i think there's going to be a lockout uh, there are enough engines being built by Ford right now uh, that Sean Payne seems to have all the cards. Uh, he may be carrying a, a two, three, four, five jack if they do a lockout. And no one's talking about a lockout. It's gonna to have to be front and center. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, thinking back to huge histories of lockouts, Caterpillar is a good one back in yeah. the day. Although we had this discussion on Friday, Jim, the idea that uh, manufacturers who've been burned so badly on international supply chains and are working so hard to reshore, do you think would U-turn yet again?
3: Well, I just think that when you look at Ford, it's in a very different situation than the others in terms of how much of their workforce is unionized. And the fact that it has meant nothing, I believe, has surprised Ford. Ford, UAW employees, 56,000, GM, 46,000, Stellantis, 40. Uh, They're the only OEM to add UAW jobs, since 2007. A uh, lost percentage of temporary workers. That's a very big deal for Sean Fain. Uh, and yet they were struck like everybody else. So I, I just think that Ford uh, is not, I think Ford is the one that Sean Fain is playing with fire.
1: And they didn't go bankrupt during the, uh, exactly. During the global... Exactly. They have five months. They
3: have five crisis. months of pay.
1: They five months of taking GM and, and, and the old Chrysler were wards of the state right. for a period of time. Right. And I just think that
3: the idea that Ford couldn't do a lockout? They can do a lockout. I think so. A lockout is very dangerous, as you said with Caterpillar. A lockout says, OK, look, guys, we have a big union, but we're going to break it.
1: That doesn't sound good for anybody. War is a good right? for anybody. What, what is, it's it for? is it good for? What is it good for absolutely nothing?
2: We'll see. That's going to be up to uh, the rank and file to some degree. It's something we're keeping an eye on this morning as the strike does enter uh, the fourth day. Phil LeBeau is on the ground once again, this time in Toledo, Ohio. Morning, Phil.
4: Uh, Good morning, Carl. We are across from the Jeep plant where they build the Wrangler and the Gladiator. You see the picketers behind me. It's like this probably at like eh, eight or nine of the different entrances that are around this plant. Here's the latest in terms of what's happening with the UAW. You guys were talking about the pay proposals that were Released over the weekend, Stellantis now saying we're up to 21 percent, Ford's at 21 percent, GM's at 20 percent, basically they're all around 21, 20 percent, somewhere in that range there. The White House is sending a team to Detroit, but let's stress this, they are not here to mediate when they get here. They are supposed to be a conduit for conversation so that the negotiations can move along. I'm not sure how much good that does. And finally, you've got General Motors saying that it may lay off up to 2,000 workers at its plant in Fairfax, Kansas. Why? Because that plant gets stampings from the plant in Wentzville, Missouri, where the UAW is on strike. You don't get stampings, you don't get production in Fairfax, Kansas, so we may see some layoffs there. Just a few minutes ago, this was UAW President Sean Fain on Morning Joe talking about the state of negotiations things are still uh you know status quo moving slowly uh we had you know some meetings over the weekend but uh you know we still have a long way to go and uh that's going to be up to the companies on you know how how this plays out so uh we'll uh, see how things progress the next few days and uh you know if we have to amp up pressure that's what we're going to do that was about an eight minute interview that's the tone of the entire interview guys There was no optimism. There was nothing to take away from that interview with Sean Fain this morning that made you say, yeah, I think they're close to getting something resolved. As you take a look at the big three, uh, shares of the big three, keep in mind that you've got Ford and Stellantis scheduled to have bargaining sessions today with the UAW. GM, they had their bargaining session with the UAW yesterday. And that's where we are, guys, right now. I'm not optimistic that we're gonna see this resolved anytime soon. Just simply reading the body language, the comments, Interviews, conversations I'm having with people at the automakers, as well as with the UAW. I just think they're still very far apart.
3: Well, does, uh, it ma- does it matter? I'm sorry. Does it matter, Phil, that the different auto companies are configured differently in terms of the union? In other words, Ford's got a lot of union jobs. Uh, Ford, I thought, had better relations than the others. Or is it just Sean to court, Sure. Then he doesn't care. It's capital versus
4: labor. I think it's the latter, Jim. Uh, And not that he doesn't care, um, but I don't think, and we've heard this from Ford uh, executives. They've said, look, we employ more UAW members than anyone else. Uh, We want to do right by our workers. Look, they, they have made it very clear with Ford with some of the comments that they made last week that Ford is no different than Stellantis and GM in regards to we want close to 40%. We want a 32-hour week, uh, work week. We want the reinstatement of defined pension benefits. We want an increase uh, in retiree benefits. We want cost of living adjustments. That's what the UAW is telling them. And they're not saying, well, you know what, Ford? You've got a few more workers than Stellantis and GM. Maybe we like you a little bit more. There's no indication of that at all. That's incredible.
2: Phil, appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk later this morning, obviously, so many moving yep. pieces. Uh, Phil LeBeau in Toledo today, Jim. Uh, the strike is one of what Goldman calls uh, Q4 potholes in addition to student loans and this idea of a government shutdown, which we're still going to start kicking around here next I couple mean, of weeks.
3: Against that is a, a terrific piece of my always read, David Kostin. He's talking about the IPO market open for business. Uh, we do have some deals. I, I think the answer quite frankly, is going to be a dud because it's a down round.
1: Uh, I'd be careful with saying it's going to be a dud what, only what, you because, because they're, they're holding back so only much. they because they're, it's such a tiny yeah, offering. Yeah, they, they, they've been but cutting. I, you're I, absolutely right. I think yeah. that it, it, it won't be reflective, really, of fundamentals. It'll just be simply supply-demand. You're talking about only no, two, you're right. you're $200 right. million uh, dollars worth of stock. Let, let
3: mean, me, me retract that. What I mean is is that this is a company that, if they don't make it really tight float, would not do well mm-hmm. because it's a down round. But you're right, and Goldman wants the price to so it. So, so I mean, you're right. It
1: may be right. It it may be a successful IPO, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's reflective of a company that is going gangbusters.
3: Yeah, and that's what I'm really saying is, is that what you want is a series of of companies coming public that are uh, both excite, but also are something that, you know, uh, that say something about the economy, and that's not doing anything. The potholes are real. By the way, last week, Lenar, uh, when they talked about housing, you know, they're just not giving you what the Fed wants. I mean, the Fed wants mortgage rates to be up, and so therefore housing down. Now, there was an overbuilt; There were 500,000 apartments built two years ago, 500,000 apartments built last year. I mean, so there's too many apartments. They they, they kind of got that wrong. But there's a number of, of uh, brokerages that boost Lennar number. Lennar reported no one seemed to care. I thought it was a good quarter. So, I mean, I think you've got uh, going against uh, – it going against the potholes is, is that there's labor. There is labor. There are jobs. Lenar said, look, we have trades. We can, we can build things. So that's good. But there, you know, the potholes are real. I, everyone's so convinced that the Fed is uh, it, it's either done or it's ready to just skip. I don't see it that way. I think, I, we do not have a loose labor market. We don't. Now, it's true that you can find uh, workers, and that's positive. And I think people have to go back to work because of student loans. But I don't think it's uh, clear that the Fed might be done this year. I would not say that.
1: Really? No. I think that they're still ahead of steam here. Uh, Impact of the strike that we've just spent the last minutes talking about? Morgan Stanley on Friday
2: said probably going to keep them on hold at least this month. Well, well, look,
3: I mean, I just listened to Sean Fain. That was frightening. That was just listen, we want, to, we, we want our fair share, but the fair share is going to come out of one thing we don't talk about. It's going to come out of the height of the shareholders. And make no mistake about it. These companies are not going to be bankrupt. They're going to be uninvestable.
2: Isn't that just part During of the pendulum history, between capital and labor that's well, been it's
3: just, happening for 30 to, years? I'm, I'm yeah. not used to labor being as strong as they are. So, I'm not used to labor actually
1: getting a piece of the pie.
3: Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, they want more. I, were you, did you think that they would already give them cola and 20%? And, Coal is dangerous. We haven't seen coal in a long time. Cost of living, yeah. yeah Although
2: haven't. union membership is a fraction of what it was in the '70s, that's why well, some people think it's, it is different to the overall. Account.
3: There is a, a ripple effect, but you do take out. Look, I think that may keep them on hold. But I, look, I think that if you have a lockout, I don't know if the rank and file is so in favor of this man who won by a very little margin. By the way, I mean the previous uh, people who ran the union? Many of them went. Yeah, you know, a bunch of them went to jail. So it wasn't like it wasn't like they went to Yale. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wait, you're just least. like not touching that one? <laughs> yeah, I decided not to.
2: There's nowhere good to go with yeah,
3: that. Yeah. Well, I mean the compares are easy, okay? I mean, the, look, the previous management was the Cardinals in the second half. Am I clear?
2: <laughs> we'll talk about uh, NFL season over the weekend. Congrats, by the way, belatedly on Thursday. Oh,
3: uh, thank you. Yeah. A win's a win for anyone. Says, <laughs> exactly. Oh, they didn't look so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Hell.
2: When we come back, uh, the state of demand for Apple's iPhone 15 lineup in China, plus what Tim Cook is saying about the Vision Pro. Sarah's going to sit down with the Treasury Secretary this morning exclusively at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And there's a ton of upgrades and downgrades. Yep. Lockheed, Dash, Carvana, PayPal, Arm, Ralph Lauren and more when we come back.
0: For more than a decade.
2: Apple's going to be in focus after it began taking pre-orders for the 15 on Friday. China's Global Times says the company's witnessing strong demand for that new phone in their country, but they add challenges persist amid competition from Chinese rivals. Meanwhile, Goldman reiterates a buy on the stocks as lead times for the Pro and the Pro Max suggest demand outpacing supply. A WebBush, Jim, as well, uh, says that they think maybe eight to 10 percent above what the 14 was doing.
3: I think that there is a uh a misconception uh, between uh, what Wall Street was looking for, they felt it would be tepid, and it turns out not, as opposed to just uh, those of us who just think, you know, you know, every time there's an iteration, there's people who go from the 12 and the 11 and the 10. And Wall Street seems tone deaf about that. What, but I always wait, and David, maybe you can help me, to see what T-Mobile's offering, what Verizon's offering, what ATT's offering, because that's how people buy phones.
1: It is. Their promotional um, activity has been no more than it has been in the past. I know some analysts have pointed to an increase in it. I'm not sure that's accurate. Um, But I think what is interesting is going into this launch, there seemed to be a belief that response might be tepid for upgrades. And that's not going to be the case. No, it's not. Uh, And obviously, we talked a great deal about China and this potential ban that was discussed or at least reported on for government. Or employees of state-owned enterprises. That doesn't seem to be impacting anything right now. At least, again, China news is always so tough to parse. But based on what we're hearing in terms of demand from
3: well, now, guys, well. pictures. I know that you you laughed at me about the pictures last week. My channel check, so to speak. Yes, but a, a, my channel check that I posted on Twitter is that's a Chinese government publication. That's not some rogue. Well, there really isn't a lot of rogue. Chinese action, particularly because they, uh, they detained some of the wealth advisors at Evergreen. And I don't think that was because they got the yield curve wrong. Uh, I, I, th- I think it may have been more pointed than that.
2: <laughs> Meantime, uh, Tim Cook was on CBS Sunday morning, talked to John Dickerson about using the Vision Pro. Take a listen. I'm using it on a regular basis. How do you use it? I watched the entire third season of, of Ted Lasso on the Vision Pro. And of course, there's some things that I
4: have access to that other people don't have access to. Has it been more complicated? Are, they, are the puzzles that, that you faced with creating it the same kinds you would face with an
2: iPhone? No, it's, it's uh, more complex. And so it requires innovation in not only the development, but also in the manufacturing. But is it on track? It's on track. It is. It is on track. You gotta like
0: that.
3: Yes, and look, I think we're gonna have to get used to something that I know is, David will make fun of me for right now, but later he'll be using it pretty much constantly. David? <laughs> I'm
1: nervous. Tra- oh, this. Yeah, well, I just turned you off, I turned you on, I turned you off. Yeah, right. Just a sec. That thing costs $3,500. I mean, until the price So comes maybe down, T-Mobile gives it to you. you? They're not going to. How do you know? They're not going. Uh, I, I, I think that you may be wrong. <laughs> no. $3,500. $3, They've got to reduce the maybe. price well, to I'm make it a mass they make market. they may get you a discount.
2: Could you give a discount? <laughs> Could they just
1: give a call? discount? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you just zip in? Yeah, Is that I it? I, I just, just made off? him
3: disappear. I put, I put up the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Have you watched, by the way, How about uh, Morning what? Show?
1: On Apple? Yeah. No. This,
3: this season, Brian Steller. The have been good. Oh, my Man. God. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, the, the control room, the outage, I, I don't want to give anything away, but I found it riveting. And I think that I'd like to watch it lying down by myself with the Vision Pro. <laughs> okay, with my wife, maybe.
1: And what do you mean? If you have it on, it doesn't matter who's with you. Anybody could be with you. But I'm married. So it's going to
3: be with my wife. Yeah. Well, I think well that... Done. I and mean, I don't know. I mean, I could be I'd invite a bunch of people over and watch it like this. Yeah. It's a great How's social John I'm pretty good. You know, John Hamm was, was needing a good role. And I think he found Got one. It. I think he found one.
2: Uh, yeah. I didn't even know. We're a couple weeks behind. We'll catch up. We'll, oh, get, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown of the opening bell on this Monday. Take one more look here at the futures with the opening bell in just under 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere.
0: Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel
2: chips are going to be interesting today. NVIDIA is your biggest NDX laggard, uh, along with uh, Arm down about 3% as uh, Bernstein does initiate Arm underperform 46. Although there's other calls as well. Deutsche upgrades Micron. We'll talk about why in a moment. Opening bell coming up in a minute. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All
1: right. We're going to get to a mad dash. And uh, I'm going to be surprised, too, because he and I didn't talk about it during the break. So what are you going to do? OK, Micron, oh. this
3: is very important, because there's a Deutsche Bank upgrade, and there are a number of positives. I think we've hit a lot of negatives this morning in a number of different uh, situations and sectors. Yep. Uh, they're talking about, finally, the inventory glut is behind them. Uh, they also say that they we are at the inflection point. They have a, a, something that's less, more uh, proprietary than commodity. This stock can be a leader. Uh, and there are others that can go with it. I mean, for instance, historically, you might find that AMD will go with it because there's a big PC component. Now,
1: That um, is if Deutsche Bank is correct in their analysis. If
3: they're correct, <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, and trying to predict the bottom software has been a fool's game. Just a fool's game. Uh, but I've, I've got to tell you, David, if it's true, this group is a leadership group. And it's been just kind of weak for... Weeks now. I mean, obviously, Intel would benefit from this. Right. I, I have not found anything other than Nvidia that's been positive. And Nvidia's it's been one way street down since they reported that great number. So maybe, maybe Micron uh, sparks a little life.
1: Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. We talked about the movement in Nvidia directly after the report of the quarter. Stock market hasn't done particularly well since then either, has it? No. And you know Stock market hasn't done that well. I mean, look, there are individual stocks that have done well. Um, Right. Well, I can name seven of them that outperformed the 31% gain in the NASDAQ. Well, well, you have Amazon. It's been terrific. Alphabet. And by the way, I I, don't know. I mean, this is anecdotal. How
3: long? Oh, Tesla's amazing. How long will people ignore the fact that Alphabet, Google, has an incredible football package and maybe brings in more people? Look, I know when you talk about these things, you talk about the NFL, it's always anecdotal. But you did have that Monday Night Football being the best. You do have a surprisingly good option in Alphabet, much better, I think, than DirecTV. Uh, you have gambling, I know from uh, DraftKings, uh, out of control positive in the fourth quarter. You actually have fourth quarter action that has shocked people. And it's almost like Vegas is involved. I know that's not true. But I just think that I think that people are, are misjudging. I think Alphabet may be the, the, a real winner in this. And, we cannot dismiss the NFL as a factor in our lives. The Monday Night Football was quizzical because, obviously, Jets, Bills, it's not like those are—the Bill- Bills market, Buffalo, last I looked, not a giant
2: market. <laughs> right. But you're right. The, um, the fade on NVIDIA, the fade on Oracle, the fade on Adobe, and yet Google has managed to resist all of those. Adobe was a remarkable tour. But
3: Alphabet Google, I think people are starting to think, you know what? There's real— Maybe they can do even 10 billion, perhaps, in TV. Uh, And also, by the way, the cord cut—it's relentless. And I don't know what you need for you. You've got a terrific. A lot of people finding very clever ways to get what they want. In the meantime, we do not have any. I just find a lot of people aren't watching the traditional show. They just don't watch them. And what's promoted, for the most part, during football, is uh, whatever plus offering anybody has. <laughs> I mean, I I got to go to Yellowstone just to kill those ads. <laughs> it's true. Enough.
2: There's the opening bell at the big board this morning. It's the International Monetary Fund for the UNGA this week at the NASDAQ. It's former U.S. Vice President Al Gore, along with key investors, founders, and executives across the climate ecosystem, kicking off NYC Climate Week here, oh, Jim. Is-
3: I didn't know this that the IMF was kind of like the uh, giants who traveled to the Cardinals. I mean it's kind of surprising. The IMF, like kind of a boisterous group. And I want to know, David, where's what's that, uh, where's that going to (laughs) open? Is that is that don't know. Yeah, it does not trade here. Oh, it doesn't trade? Okay. All right, well instead. Well it's just that, you know, sometimes you have these, if you want to gauge by clapping, then this IMF's a lot more popular than I thought. Feeling good
1: about IMF? Huh? Yeah, I yeah. just feel I feel rosy about the IMF. Isn't that also the Impossible Mission Force? From, uh, I think that's yeah. true. Yes. 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 Tom Cruise. Yes, Tom Cruise. Yeah. 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 How's Paramount about. doing right now? Eh, not great. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, Jim, uh, the phrase sell Rosh Hashanah gets uh, tossed around a lot this week, in particular, it sure as it does. is the seasonally weakest week of the uh, year. It sure
3: is, but that would mean that by Friday you got to start buying now. Uh, Obviously, that's kind of like sell in May and go away, but I think it's held up better than sell in May and go
2: away. I think uh, since 88, uh, the week following September, OPEX is down 27 to 35. There have been
3: weeks ahead of Yom Kippur where you're you're just stunned at the lack of uh, buy interest. Now, I'm not sure exactly whether you want to draw a conclusion there,
1: David. I'm not sure there is one to be drawn, but uh, Apple's up. 1.4 One point four percent, but well, Nvidia, is down another three percent. So okay, there is well, that
3: NVIDIA, sort of- I mean, I have a new dog, and unless I rename this this dog Nvidia, this dog is the most stupid dog I've ever seen. I mean, this dog has no idea what it's doing. It's a mutt, and this I, is I, I, Rago- don't, yes, yes, and I guess what what is the proper word you're allowed to say? Urinate, urinates. Exactly when you don't want it to urinate. Like, usually when there's like a big fourth quarter stance, that dog is urinating. I mean, it's like, wow. So, hey, yo, we got to put it on. No. Oh, stop trading. I mean, honestly, there was not a single fourth quarter. During the comeback, the Cardinals comeback, I mean, did the Giants uh, did come, Giant back. come back? I mean, I got to tell you, this dog is urinating every single possession. It's very excited,
1: obviously, about the Giants. Well, clearly have a Giants st- fan on your hands. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. A, a giant fan. What, what should I call him, Eli?
3: Hey, Eli, get over here.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm going with. Daniel, you might want to go with Daniel. I, no, or Jones. So, just call him Jonesy. I don't know. I mean,
3: I don't want to necessarily say that the dog is the dumbest dog I've ever seen, but oh, I just think he's yeah. not Mensa, Come clearly. On. Give the dog time. He's um, gen- got a general graduate, not a, not a
1: Guys, I, uh, let's talk a little Clorox because Oh, okay. Uh, it was back on uh, in mid-August, August 14th. The company identified unauthorized activity on some of its information technology systems. After becoming aware of the activity it said it began to take steps to stop and remediate it including taking certain systems offline. Now we find out that taking those systems offline actually stalled business a bit. Um, It's forced the company to take certain systems offline, implement more manual ordering and processing procedures. And it will transition back to normal automated ordering soon, as of next week. But right now, it's got an elevated level of consumer product availability issues, and it's going to have a material impact on Q1 results. This is again a cyber intrusion. We see them all the time, uh, having an impact here. And then, of course, you know we've talked a bit about MGM, right. and Caesars, which suffered similar. Oh, my. Cyber was, attacks, we, we never but really
3: went into it because we, we have not know a little about it. And though. they
1: chose to approach them somewhat differently, and it is interesting, and it's an interesting question for companies at this point, many of which have pay. insurance. They want to pay. Do you pay or not? Right, yeah, Caesars yeah. paid. Now, I don't, We you know, CNBC.com reporting it, it could have been a $15 million ransom. Caesars paid. Um, most of that's covered by insurance. MGM didn't pay. No. And MGM, MGM stuff paid, was yeah. offline for a longer period of time, I think, than Caesars. So... That's an interesting question as well. In this world we live in now, where cyber attacks obviously are uh, quite common, do you pay? You got insurance for it. Well,
3: why not just pay? Because I think that the government's going to say if you pay, it's going to be like what we did with kidnapping—that we won't allow you to pay. Uh, the we don't the government's has intruded already and said, "Listen, you got to report them. You got to report any hack." Four days. Yeah. But I think what's so interesting about this Clorox hack is they still can't evaluate, they haven't been able to figure out how bad it's been. I know. Impact will be material, but they still don't know the extent. A li- li- Little
1: visibility to the extent of financial fallout. That. Uh, so it, it is, I mean, these companies, again, MGM had to go back to writing everybody's information on a on a piece of paper, your, give me, give me, me your credit it. card number. No, it's, uh, Clorox, you'd assume manual ordering is probably somewhat similar. But it's I'll like t- taking it, you back to the 70s. But I will
3: tell you that the company's been very forthcoming. I had Todd McKinnon mm-hmm. from Okta. He was identified by- Okta the,
1: was uh, Caesars and MGM. They right. were both, it was a social hack where they got they, IT to re-, re- well, uh, to give new credentials to people they thought were employees right. but well, weren't.
3: One of the things that Todd McKinnon emphasized to me was, and I think it's interesting, Carl, the way people work, but there were people who asked for information, and the, these are service dog employees, they really, and I mean that very positively, that they uh, wanted to be forthcoming, wanted to get the operation done, and thought that they might be holding up the operation, uh, so they gave the information away, and that is not something that Okta can prevent. Okta came on to say, look, we can't Prevent employees from being uneducated and just saying, "Hey, listen, let's send them that." Uh, by the way, you know who is the most, uh, the, who is the toughest, and has really figured this out because they were the most hacked. Verizon. Hmm. They were easily hacked, and so now, if you try to get help from Verizon, you have to in person. It's very difficult. Uh, that's what's coming to I think what we're gonna have is education and these empl- every employee's gonna say, I can't help
1: it. Well, at some point we may have the uh, tools to identify ourselves in ways that are not easily replicated, right? Right, but I do think that
3: whether to pay or not to pay is gonna be a government decision soon, not going to be up to the companies. Well, again, you've got two companies that approach it differently, but one suffered more than the other. Well, yeah, but if you decide across the board that no one's allowed to pay, then I think we get the government involved. I mean, right now, but- Look, there's companies that are really unbelievable at cybersecurity and I think the game that they're playing is whack-a-mole, but some, you know, look, Nikesh Aurora will tell you, look, we have artificial intelligence, we really have a, a kind of a leg up on the bad guys, and what you want to do uh, is find the car in the parking lot where the doors aren't locked, and, you know, because that's the easiest and some one. people
2: do. Yeah. The bad they, guys are good that. at doing that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And exploiting it. Uh, interesting, because the the corners the, the, the from the cyber companies, uh, cyber software, haven't needed high-profile hacks to drive the, the stock.
3: No, like the old days, and it, my my charitable owns Palo Alto, and I, I just am kind of blown away by how good they are. They are using a lot of artificial intelligence, but there is. I think David's right. There's going to be a fundamental debate about about pay and no pay. Uh, now, if you want realistic, you have to watch. Uh, here I go again. But but y- y- you have to watch the morning show because what it,
1: the. Will you listen to me? No.
3: This
2: is the new Narcos. Right. The new. No, exactly. uh, okay. Jim's I've new
1: literally, literally never session. gotten through a show on Apple no, TV. No. I, right. Like I go in, I th- excited, and by episode five of all the so, so you're
3: so um, you're plus cutting. Keeping <laughs> no, the core plus it. cutting. I still like it. What do you like? Those service. funny comedies. You like those comedies on ABC, NBC? Oh, I, no, I don't. Yeah. Not well, really. anyway, the notion is pay no pay and. Uh, there, whether it's a, a, a stance that anybody really cares about, now in the media you would care, but I just think that no one would have cared if, Cl- if Clorox had pit. But Linda, well, we don't even run.
1: know what the, what the ask was in Clorox. We're talking about Caesars and. What do you mean, like seven C- what, I don't they go know. After, hidden Valley Ranch? I don't know who. We don't know, do I don't know like who like too much Hidden Valley, Valley Ranch. I like Hidden Valley they Ranch. They seem to have identified who the potential hackers were in the case of, uh, of the uh, gaming companies. Well, I think it's um, time that
3: somebody went to jail. I mean, I don't understand why it's not more vigorously prosecuted. I mean, all you have to do is have a couple guys go to jail, and I think the others might think twice about trying to get as much uh, Kingsfords as possible. I mean, what was it, Kingsfords? Listen, if you don't pay us, we're gonna make you make more Kingsfords than you can use. I mean, what, 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 what's the point here? What, 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 what are they doing?
1: I don't know, Jim. Do you like Hidden Valley? Do I like Hidden Valley, the the, 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 the <laughs> uh, dressing for my salad? Yeah, the dressing. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not a user of Hidden Valley. I think you'd be surprised how good it is. Delicious. I have. Is it? I have a yeah, I have just, gas grill, so I don't it. need the charcoal. Um, but I use bleach. <laughs> I, I do like. Bleach. You do use yes, bleach? Yes. Sure. Oh sure. well, I. You yes. know, maybe they, they. You have to be careful with it, though.
3: Yeah, always make sure to <laughs> yes. mix it. But with don't a lot of water. Don't put it in your contact lens. No. And, kidding, okay, okay, that's
1: really helpful. Okay. What else we got going on, Carl?
2: Well, I was just told Jeez. ARM is now down 6%, Jim. Well, I'm that sure was just you've read
1: brutal. the Bernstein initiation. Oh, Bernstein. Uh, and,
3: where- but you know, look, ARM is expensive. There's no doubt about it. ARM is what ARM opened up to. That last spurt in the last half hour of trading on the day came public made it go from being a company that you could get behind to being a company that is clearly the most expensive semiconductor company. And now they are in a lot of places, they're, they're in auto. Uh, Obviously, they dominate cell phone. But when you compare it to Cadence and Synopsys, which were the uh, close close with the comparison I used, it's just too expensive. That said, look—I mean, they have—they have things. They were the ones that Jensen won't decided to pair. But you know, people are using forty billion-dollar price tag. That's what Jensen was willing to pay. I don't think you're going to get. Well, that was a few years ago, right? Before they was 2018. Before, uh, before sorry, 2020.
1: Before Grace Hopper.
0: Mm
3: And the Grace Hopper 200 is the one that everybody wants. But That's now amazing. we
1: are right around a $60 billion value. Okay. That said, it's still, a, listen, it is a, seen as a successful IPO. They right. launched it. It went well. It's still trading nicely above the $51 price at which it was offered. Sure. And it does set up for this week with the two. We've got Clavio and Instacart. I'm so good you pronounced it. So now I can go with it. I'm pretty sure I got it right. Some people said it was Clavio. No, you say Clavio. I say Clavio. Let's pull Cla- you know, that thing off. Yeah, Clavio. We No, that's yeah.
3: enterprise software, and the enterprise software is the... That one's really small, but people love enterprise software. They, right. They bathe in it. That's so much. This is like Alt. This is like they How They you in like that. It. Well, I'm just saying enterprise software has been. You said. That's the whole You've experience. been saying that That's what people want. B2B, B, not B2C. Right, it's B2B, and everyone's trying to make make all this stuff B2C and forget it. It's hidden. It's just hidden. CrowdStrike's moving up.
1: Well, B2C with AI, well, um, you know, generative AI applications, but I don't know when well, we're going to see it. What, what, Name me point. a B2C that's really... I don't know when you're able to do this with the watch and then something happens, cool. And okay, who's... So, you know who the biggest this. user so far is? The banks, and you never see it. The banks are big users, yes. Yeah. And, and the we'll banks, continue. by the way, it, but right now yeah. a lot of them are testing it internally. They haven't. I mean, AI. Right. We have to. We have to distinguish. Oh, here we go. Distinguish Between AI. AI and generative AI. Right. AI has been around for quite some time. Right. Of course, it's being used in all sorts of ways. Generative AI, the idea, of course, of asking questions and getting very detailed responses in the language that you understand well. Why well, is different? Look, I think the insurance
3: companies and the, these auto finance companies are the best use case because
1: they need to change very quickly. By the way, when I talk about generative, it's not just that, it's also code, which may in fact even prove to be more important, the ability for it to write code or fill in large sections of code.
3: Well, but I I love the fact that you can speak in, I mean, Frank Slootman from, I mean, he was Snowflake, he he said that you can speak and not even speak in a necessarily coherent way and get a good answer.
2: They'll figure it out. It will figure you out. It's just
3: too smart. Boy, there was a great piece in the FT this weekend about how it really works and how it identifies the words around it and how clever it is. Uh, I still think that it's got a way to go. Uh, there was a piece in what in the Times where uh, I, I, forget, I shouldn't say which paper, but a professor gave had to take the test and it, it didn't do so
1: how well. it's they, like eighth, ninth grade right now. But I mean that this is ChatGPT four, wherever you know, wherever uh, alphabet is on theirs. But well, I'm just when saying right now. we get right to now, six, seven, eight. Number ten, it's going to be really strong. Is that it? Six. When we get to eight, <laughs> right? I mean,
2: this is the best uh, thing that Apple's ever come uh, up with. I right am
3: now. turning you off big time when we get to eight. <laughs> well, I gonna, need, I need, when I need, I need information. You know
2: <laughs> Click. Um, uh, Jim Energy. Uh, I got a lot of Valero uh, and Marathon leading today. We did get to ninety-one seventy on crude. It, it, That's a fresh high for the year. You see Yardeni. Uh, yes. Raising his recession risk odds uh, Well, 25 because of, but I will,
3: will tell you that the IEA uh, had been saying that the U.S. is not upping production. They, that's not true anymore. The U.S. production has, in the last month, starting to really jump.
2: This is why Citi is a little dovish on oil right now, because well, of
3: non-OPEC supply. I think that people don't understand that. They, they have turned it on. And that has been—remember, Saudi's a swing, Russia's a swing, and we're a swing. And up until just now, uh, in the last few weeks, we've held back because we didn't know if it's real. The more that it stays here, the more we can pump. But we've been pumping in the last—the numbers are—the uh, rate count's deceptive. The rate count was plus two on Friday. But the amount of oil we can uh, pump from individual wells is rather extraordinary. So let's remember, point blank, that the U.S. is producing more, and that will knock the price. So you're not, you're not calling for 100? 100. 100 and then go down, because the, that by that point, the U.S.— uh, the U.S. output will be clear to everyone because the the oil companies are getting uh, there's they're starting to get bullish and they had been very bearish and they've been spending a lot of money, returning money to shareholders. Uh, that's been their uh, been go- their goal. But no, they're the last last couple of weeks. Really definition of pumping like mad.
1: Um, of our mega caps that we keep an eye on, Apple up, Alphabet up, Amazon, but Tesla's down another 3%. Even
3: though they have this tie up with Saudi, I mean, really yeah, well, think that well, they that don't necessarily cut, cut have price? a tie
1: up with Saudi, but there are well, reports potential. that they're in early talks to build an EV factory in Saudi Arabia. By the way, Erdogan also apparently asking uh, uh, Musk to build a factory in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. He met Q- with Macron a few months Queens? back, he wanted him to do something in France. No, I mean, well, you know, everybody wants Elon to build a factory. Uh, in their country. Unclear whether that will happen in the Saudi, of course, but there are plenty of ways that they could woo him, uh, one would expect, including apparently the right to purchase certain quantities of metals and minerals the company needs for its EVs from in countries, including Congo. Well, all I can tell you specific gas and electric has an amazing
3: relationship with Elon Musk and they're about they're trying to produce as much power equal to five Diablo Canyon nuclear reactors. Just taking the energy back from cars. cars. Rather extraordinary. Way to be able to reduce. Um, produce, produce. We could be in a position where we go to a not a deficit but
1: a surplus simply means we. Where you're right. plugged in your car and it's taking the power from the battery and taking it right,
3: right to the grid, which is really, I think, remarkable. And Musk is the leader there.
2: Yep. Yeah, he he saw that coming uh, a long time ago. Uh, Still to come this morning, Sarah's exclusive with the Treasury Secretary is at the top of the hour. Important week for Treasury and, of course, the Fed will get a decision this week, along with some housing data. Uh, The Fed blackout, though, is going to lead to some vacuum on how bonds respond. But for the time being, you do have the two-year at 503. Anything above 508 would be a new cycle high on the two. We're back in a minute.
5: Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. I'm Sarah Eisen in Midtown Manhattan, where I'm getting ready to speak with Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen in a first on CNBC interview. She is here along with President Biden for the U.N. General Assembly and for Climate Week to talk about the U.S. priorities. But there are some fresh questions facing the U.S. economy that we will get to in just a few moments, including the UAW strike, the deficit, Speaking of the deficit, someone who is very worried about the deficit right now is Ken Griffin, the Citadel hedge fund titan, who we spoke to last week. But a good chunk of that interview has not aired yet, including the big question on everyone's minds, whether the GOP mega donor will continue backing Governor Ron DeSantis for his presidential election bid. Listen.
2: We're now through the first debate. And I'll tell you what. I'm still on the sidelines as to who to support in this election cycle. I'm still on the sidelines. And in fact, it probably doesn't matter. Donald Trump has been made the martyr by the legal system. He's right now the runaway favorite in the Republican primary. And interestingly enough, there's no real contender against Joe Biden, who, with all due respect, it's, it's time for him to enjoy retirement.
5: Griffin is as frank as ever. We talked a lot more about Desantis's campaign strategy and what a Trump presidency would look like. Also talked about whether he's investing in China and what he thinks of Nick Offerman's portrayal of him in dumb money. Tune in tonight, 8 p.m., special edition of CNBC Leaders, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Much more Squawk on the Street when we come right back.
2: Let's get to Jimmy. and stop
3: trading. Yeah, there was a piece that came out by Lisa Ellis this morning. She's been on a lot uh, from Moffat nathanson which was a downgrade of PayPal. She had held on to it for a long time, and a lot of talk about. You know, remember, you got a new CEO coming in in ten days. But I find that we're at this moment, Carl, where there's the revenge of Mastercard and Visa, that the uh, old, uh, the eFins, uh, no, they they're just not working, and you can stay away from every single one of them. What you want to be in is the old fins, and the old fins, MasterCard's doing incredibly well. Mike back doing a great job. So that uh, that moment where I thought that everything was gonna go with the new guys, that that ship has sailed.
2: Yeah. Uh, Alex begins in a few days, and they talk mostly about Apple Pay competition. Well, right? yeah,
3: Apple Pay, it's you know, 10 years. I think Apple Pay is, a, they're very, very boss, but Apple Pay at Apple. Uh, Goldman, I don't know. I mean, David, you spoke with David Solomon last week. I mean, I, I, th- I think they're, they're getting hurt on Apple Pay, but what do I know? They don't break it out.
1: They don't. I mean, they would simply say, "Costume that, business, right? Costume business. Consumer, obviously, such a small percentage of their overall revenues, right. and they're clearly not. I mean, I don't know. Eating into it any longer. I mean, you could sell it. I'm sure somebody wants it. You, know, you was- had high hopes for that card.
3: Yes, I did, and then there was a shuffle at at, at Goldman. The person I was close to uh, went to um, another firm, and it just seemed like it was leaderless. And but yeah, I'm I, I am very now I'm bullish on what Apple's doing, not so bullish, but what Goldman's doing. What about tonight? Okay, so we have Saffra Cats from Oracle. Now wow. Oracle got crushed when they reported. The stock was at one twenty six, went down to one hundred nine, actually one hundred eight today and uh, this is from. Oracle Cloud World. Software typically does not do cheap. So let's see what happens. That's a pick. Hidden Valley Ranch. I'm going have to get it. He doesn't realize that It's head and shoulders and not the
2: not the shampoo above the others. I totally agree. There's, there is no competition. You can make a lot of different things with that. We'll see you tonight, Jim. Mad Money, 6 p.m.
1: You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
0: Its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? expectations matter but exceeding them matters more how we get there matters
5: the audi family of suvs progress you can feel